It's time to let you in on a little secret. Actually, lots of secrets. We're talking strategy and most importantly, return on your investment for your podcast. Welcome to Branded Podcast Secrets. All right, welcome to another episode of Branded Podcast Secrets. I'm your host, Aaron Greger. Today, I always say it's a special guest, but this is for everybody special, but this is a dear, <laughs> dear friend. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. Uh, I'd like to, Raj Daniels, thank you so much for joining me today. Aaron, thank you. And you know, I've been a fan of yours for about seven, eight years when you first launched your first podcast. That's right. That's right. We connected over Rottweilers. I forgot. That's, that's... correct. You were talking about your background in consulting with Accenture, yeah. I believe, yeah. and Rottweilers. And my background in consulting and, you know, and I had a Rottweiler back in the day and I found you in the Dallas area and you had a podcast, I think it was in 2015 or 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So I think right there, we have just proved the power of the podcast. We're done. Absolutely. Episodes done. Click. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's it. We're done. <laughs> exactly. Well, Raj, uh, you, of course, why you're here is because you have your own podcast. So for those of you who don't know Raj, and if you're in the Dallas area, I have to say shame on you. I think everybody in the Dallas area knows Raj, but maybe you're not in the Dallas area. Raj is the Director of Strategic Partnerships and Sustainability Initiatives over at Nexus PMG, and he's also the host of the Bigger Than Us podcast. And here's what I love about Raj is Raj does not do things uh, halfway. Uh, Raj, you know, if Raj gets an idea, Raj is all in and Raj does it. And I want to say it was probably about a year and a half ago. You came in our mm-hmm. studios, you recorded that first podcast and you were gone. And then all of a sudden I saw a post where you were like, this is my, was it like your hundredth episode post or something? The hundredth Cra- episode was last year, August. Yes. So all of a sudden it's like, Raj is like, I'm going to start a podcast. And I swear it was like, I blinked. And he's posting about his hundredth episode. So I, I love the fact that you don't dally around. You are in, you are in, and you go. So I really want to dig into this podcast because I want to, you know, talk about first of all, you you're working for Nexus PMG, you're working with them. What triggered the I want to start a podcast? And what was the thought process behind creating it in the first place? So I have to give credit where credit is due and the leadership at Nexus PMG. So just a real quick background on Nexus PMG, at the core, it's an engineering firm. What makes us special is that we only work on projects in sustainability and renewable energy. And so I met with leadership December of 2018, and then I came on as a consultant in Q1 of 2019. And we had this conversation about, look, you guys are doing great work in this area but not all the people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. So, and there must be hundreds of other people out there that are doing great work in this area, but people don't know about it. So what's a good way for us to start building a community and highlighting companies like yourselves and other people and growing this community and the podcast conversation came up. And so as I was speaking to leadership, both Ben and Roshan, the CEO and the CEO, you know, this conversation of the podcast got louder and louder and then at the end of Q3, they said, okay, great, let's launch a podcast. And at that time, I didn't realize I was going to be the host of the podcast. I just, I thought it was an idea, right? And so right. you were like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. And, and so, you know, kind of fumbled my way through that. You know, as you mentioned earlier, you were kind of to allow Ben and I to come into the studio at City Central and record our first episode. 
it was a, a dreary Monday morning from what I recall. I think, yeah. you know, I think I had a bit of a cold, but that was fine. We, we, we went through it. You were kind enough to do all the mixing for us. And like you said, you, you planted that seed and sent us on our way. And, and here we are, 160 episodes in. Yeah. That Okay. So you're doing a lot, like typical, right? Typical business. And sometimes it's pulling teeth to get the promise of a weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. How frequently are you guys publishing? And what was the reason behind that frequency? So when we started out, um, let's call it beginning of Q4 in 2019, I started publishing twice a week. Okay. And what I, what I believe in is that, you know, that initial moving from inertia to momentum, right? Getting that initial going, getting in the habit of, as you know, when you start anything, that, that beginning part is when you need the most energy. And, you know, because I've, like you said, started things in the past, I knew I had to put that initial energy in. And, you know, the amount of no's that I receive, would you like to be on our podcast? Who are you? What are you guys doing? We don't know who you are. No, 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 no. And that continued on. And so, but I just, I mean, as you mentioned, I think in, in life in general, consistency is key, right? Ugh. And and also people knowing when you're going to show up for them. So I said the first year, every Tuesday and Friday, we're going to publish. And that meant, you know, making, and then COVID happened, which honestly was kind of a blessing, right? Because it allowed me to double down on online LinkedIn, reaching mm-hmm. out to individuals, and so just getting that initial energy and momentum in for the first year to a week, that, that's kind of what we what I thought would be, you know, the best way to get that momentum going. Did COVID make it easier to record for you? Just being um, able to connect with people? You know, I'm going to show you this thing real quick here. I'm going to flip my camera. I built okay. a sound booth in, on my desk. Oh, very cool. So, I love give it. You, so again, um, did it make it easier to record? No, because the kids were home and we were balancing, you oh. know, COVID and everything else. And so, but um, I'm a strong believer of, you know, whether the world is a way. And so reaching out to people online made things more normal. Right. Um, being able to attend virtual events made things easier because I was able to get in the chats and webinars and introduce myself to who I am, what we're doing. And slowly as the year went by, 2020, you know, we just, teams that just keep head down and doing it. And I remember it was the end of July or beginning of August where I received my first inbound request from a PR company somewhere that said, hey, we have this person. Would you like to have them on your podcast? So I guess we hit a list somewhere. Yeah. But uh, that, 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 that was the transition of 19 and 20. I'm curious on the nose that you said you got, because at first, you know, all right. Are you, like you said, are you going to show up? Are you going to be consistent? I don't know who you are mm-hmm. now that you are all of these episodes in now that you've proven we have an audience, we've built this. Have you mm-hmm. revisited those no's and have they turned into yeses? Absolutely. I have, I have one specific example that happened um, in Q2 of this year. Uh, Dr. Graciela Chichilinski. Uh, she's got a great company and um, she's been funded by Bill Gates's venture company. And I reached out to her in 2019 and it was just crickets. And funny enough, her PR company reached out to me in January of this year and I had her on the show and I told her that I said, you know, I really appreciate her being on. Obviously, there's no hard feelings regarding that, you know, who are you, right. and what are you? But um, that, that was a great example of, you know, having someone on that initially didn't hear anything from. That is awesome. So the strategy behind it, you know, you wanted mm-hmm. to reach out, build, build yourself as a, an expert in this space. 
did you all have a way to measure ROI out of the gate? And depending on that, do you have one now? That's an interesting question because I always think of ROI as being very fuzzy mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a sense that, okay, sure, if you invest a dollar, you can get a, you know, perhaps a return. But even that return could happen today, tomorrow. And it depends on what kind of rate of return you're looking for, right? And so I can tell you as of now, we're, you know, we're approaching 30,000 downloads. Um, like, I, I can't hear. I think you're on mute. No, I was just saying, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, that, that's a great metric. Is that a vanity metric? I don't know. Are we changing? I'm thinking about, are we changing lives? Are we growing the community? Are we, you know, being recognized? And leadership has said many times that companies are now reaching out to us and saying, hey, we heard your podcast. We saw your social media presence. So it's a, it's an entire ecosystem that we've started to build. And also, you know, one of the legs of the podcast is this opportunity to build goodwill amongst, you know, what I'm calling broadly the sustainability and renewable energy community. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're the director of strategic partnerships. Correct. I actually had a conversation yesterday who was someone who said strategic partnerships have developed because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there's a strategy behind, you know, there's it's not just people who are in the industry, but you may be approaching people to be guests that you'd like to start conversations with. Mm-hmm. Has the podcast made your job easier from that perspective? Have partnerships stemmed from the people you've had on? So it's hard to say if it's made it easier. I don't know what easier would look like. Um, right. But I can tell you that there have been you know, several conversations with people that have become potential clients now. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, as I said earlier, inbound interest from people that may not have otherwise seen or heard of Nexus. Right. Now that's awesome. Uh, how are you promoting it? So that's one of the things I think businesses, I see this happen all the time. The starting, like you said, I can start, I can c- create. To me, those are the two easiest parts of it. Mm-hmm. But promoting and getting to those 30,000 downloads is a whole different ballgame. So can you talk a little bit about the strategy you're using to actually get the podcast out there and the word out there? So, you know, it, it, it's the same old, uh, you know, true and tried. It, it's social media. It, it's trying to, and I don't like the word influencer because I feel like a lot of times that the people I want to interview aren't necessarily influencers, but they're mm-hmm. doing good work in, in, in the space, right? And so, um, you know, we use the, you know, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, we started a blog strategy um, early last year, late 2019, that we've also using for the podcast. So it's, it's the normal channel that you would think of. Mm-hmm. We haven't done any kind of paid advertising, um, you know, word of mouth. We've had a few individuals or part or companies actually promote the podcast themselves through their own channels. That's so cool. um, I, I can't say anything um, that's extremely unique. It's just, again, being consistent on those particular channels. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I think so a little history on Raj too, if you want to talk about consistency, uh, he is, you are the king of consistency. So, and and I think consistency is so important. So a lot of people get very frustrated after episode two, they're not hitting, you know, a million downloads. Right. But the, but the problem is you have to remember people are watching, maybe they're not downloading, Mm -hmm. maybe they notice that, but Raj with the Dallas startup community, you, I have seen, I don't know if you've missed. I really don't think you've missed. So Raj is part of the Dallas startup community. And every Tuesday morning, there is an email (laughs) 
from Raj. We'd go to these coffee clubs uh, uh, together on Tuesday mornings and Raj would pass around the notepad, get everybody's email addresses. And I mean, this has been happening for five years. Have you have you missed a Tuesday to send I out missed, this newsletter? I missed this year, February, because we didn't have power. Oh, that stinks. I had no power. In six years, since, two, since January of 2015, a free newsletter. Every Tuesday or Wednesday, you'll get it if you're in the Dallas Dark community and you signed up for the newsletter. Yeah. And I remember you talking about like the book you wrote. Mm -hmm. uh, was it Letters to My Daughters? Is that so, what it was? So, so it, it is based on a blog. Yes. That notes and Letters to My Daughter. The book's called For You From Me, correct? And, it's, right. and I'm still, still I'm, I'm 850. 30 blog posts in and over 220,000 words every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. See, and that's why I just love you. Cause you were like, I remember talking to you and you're like, yeah, I just started writing. And now every, you know, you set this, you set this cadence and you have not let up on it. And I think this is such a quality that so many, you know, they, they, you do it out of just love and, you know, the, the service and, you know, you get, yes, you get something out of it, but you're not mm -hmm. doing it to say, well, if nobody reads this blog, it's over, but that consistency. And that's why you have built a following. That's why you did sell books. That's why you did all this stuff, but that was never the original intent. And I just, and that's why you do get podcast downloads because when you say you're going to do it, you actually do it. So I very much commend you on it. Cause I remember all these, you're like, oh yeah, I just decided to do this. And I've, um, I, I, uh, who's the, the, um, the Navy SEAL Jaco, uh, is that his Jaco name? Willink? Yes. He's the, like, I remember hearing him when they're like, well, how long did it take you to write the book? And he's like, oh, I can tell you, I wrote a thousand, <laughs> I wrote a thousand words a day. It's X amount of words. So I, I got, I determined this and I was going to do it every day. And he mm -hmm. did. And he wrote a book and I just think it's, it seems so simple yet to follow through on it. So difficult. So anyway, um, when it comes to initial plan, I told you I was going to ask this, but you know, mm -hmm. you went in with plan A, mm -hmm. you are a hundred and you said 160 episodes in now. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So is plan A still looking pretty plan A ish or mm -hmm. what does plan B look like and what made you change a, a bit about how you were creating or what you were doing with the podcast? So the big change we made this year is that I dialed back to doing one a week. Okay. And that's so we can do some additional content. But like okay. you said, you know, the distribution piece is still very important. Um, the feedback, the reason I dialed back to one a week is because I got feedback from many different people saying, we just can't keep up with two a week. Wow. Okay. And, and so, you know, I, I dialed that back to one a week. But I would still say plan A is still plan A. I mean, it, it fundamentally plan A is still plan A. We haven't really switched to a plan B yet. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to think about other ways to get the word out there uh, regarding the podcast. Because one of the things we're trying to do with the podcast is show the broader community. And mm -hmm. so we're talking to high schools and colleges about the opportunities in this arena. So we're trying to use the podcast for that. So I've had a few college professors on that do work in sustainability because we fully, we believe as a public service or a public good, we want to show people the opportunity in this large tent of sustainability. So that might be kind of what, you know, plan B-ish kind of looks yeah. like. Is that trying to engage more people to bring them into the fold? Not necessarily only as listeners to the podcast, but show them that, hey, there's opportunities for you in the next 10, 15, 20 years to participate in this larger pie. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So I'm curious as you, you know, this isn't, you're you're doing this for a business you work for. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if the powers that be, you know, that they were so gung-ho about this, are they, you know, are, is it like, Hey, as long as we're getting these calls from people that say they heard the podcast, or as long as this, we're going to keep this going. Are there any criteria they're setting or watching, you know, to make sure I love the the feedback of, you know, two's kind of too much. So let's, let's take it back. Mm-hmm. But are there any, is there any other criteria or statistics they're watching where they're going to say, you know what? podcast might not be working as much as it used to, or mm-hmm. are they just in on this until so, as long as you're the host? So as of the last conversation, which is Monday, everyone's in on it. So okay. <laughs> as far as I know, that hasn't changed. Um, they're big believers in the movement. I, I tell people all the time, I'm very fortunate to work for individuals that are so progressively minded. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe it's an age thing, you know, they're, they're millennials, they're, they're in their late 30s, but they they really believe in doing good. I mean, the amount of community work that we do, that Nexus PMG does, they're always looking for opportunities. I'll give you a really tangible example. Again, this February, March, my middle daughter did a peanut butter drive and her goal was you know, $2,000. And Nexus came in and saw that she had hit like $1,300, sorry, $1,100. And they cleared out for $900 donation towards a peanut butter drive for the North Texas Food Bank. Now, wow. I had... I hadn't asked them for that or anything, but they are just, they're wired that way. So, you know, it, it's almost like that birds of a feather. You're, you're mm-hmm. around people that, you know, and they're just wired in a way that, that this is what's good for the community. That's what we want to do. If you look at our website, it says, you know, we help you build a better world. So that's our common denominator. So as of last conversation, Monday, Friday, they're hundred percent in what we're doing. I love it. What a great company. Um, Cause and, I mean, well, I was going to say you're an entrepreneur at heart. So the fact that you've been at this company for as long as you have says something. They're, they're phenomenal. And the thing that we're realizing more and more, whether it's the recent election or the winds that are shifting in the ESG movement, is that people are now asking and demanding for it, both from the shareholder side of it, the investors, and from the you know people on the ground that are saying, we only want to work for companies that provide us meaning in what we do. We have a handful of millennials. Yeah, sorry, not, I guess it would be gen, tw- people in their 20s working for us. And I, I've asked them myself, you know, so why do you work here? I said, because we like to have work with meaning. I could, I could get a job anywhere is what they said. Wow, that's impressive. Um, so let's say somebody is sitting on this sideline. They, you know, I, I love how you guys have used it. And I think it's just commendable about how far you are in, but somebody sitting on that sideline, maybe thinking about it either for their business or, you know, like how you have done to help build the company you're a part of, what's the advice you'd give them uh, for that person just standing on the edge or maybe who started and just, you know, looking to grow a little bit. Look up this lady, go use her studio. First of all. <laughs> um, you're too sweet. No, honestly, I mean, you know, as entrepreneurs, Aaron, we're cut from a very similar cloth and we've learned that there is nothing else but getting started right. and, and, and getting started will teach you everything you need to know. And I, I, I you know, I've, I've, I've had conversations with people that have reached out to me specifically around a podcast, you know, is it equipment, is it this, is it that? And I said, I mean, right now you're wearing a pair of 
plug in headphones, mm-hmm. I'm wearing a pair of AirPods, right? And we're using a computer and we're recording on Zoom. Right. And 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 that's that's pretty much it. And um I wrote a blog post recently, I think last week or week before, and it, the title is Need Not Publish. You don't have to dance in public if you don't want to. You can record 10 episodes and decide to do nothing with it. But that that muscle you will build just by doing something new and different will change you. You will not go back to who you were. Right. And and so the, the only advice that I've given anyone ever about starting anything is just start it. And you don't have to continue doing it. You learn so much just from the beginning. So true. And I, for me, it's an energy feel too. Like I spent the past couple of years just making everybody else's podcast. Right. And it was, it got depressing. I mean, full mm-hmm. transparency, it got depressing because I was like, well, I want to connect with people, you know I mean? It's great mm-hmm. to have clients and stuff, but there is that, you know, I use it as an excuse sometimes. Like it's, it's a great way to connect with people that you probably wouldn't have connected with, you know, outside mm-hmm. of it or to reconnect with friends and, and that ability. And I think you know, a lot of people don't think of it that way. They're just looking at the downloads or the SEO that it may drive and all these, you know, check marks, but it's those connections that I think are truly the invaluable piece. Like you said, you know, about measuring ROI, sometimes it may be a bit difficult to do, but it's these mm-hmm. things that is, it, it, it truly is valuable, but not something you can measure directly at, at all. You know, I, I think, there's a phrase that's being used so much and I think it kills more dreams than any other phrase. And it's how will you make money doing that? Yes. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying making money isn't important. We all need food, shelter, et cetera, Maslow's hierarchy. But I think sometimes, and if you talk to entrepreneurs, they'll, they'll tell you, you and I both talked to hundreds, if not thousands of entrepreneurs. And they said, you know, I've been fiddling with something and somebody else wanted one of these or, you know, let's take the podcast, for example, mm-hmm. right now, right? I mean, you were doing podcasts six, seven years ago, and then right. you were able to monetize that, you know, years later. Initially, when you started out, it was to grow your community here in Dallas. Right. And and so, you know, that question about how you make money doing that, I think, is, is a real dream killer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, if it's something that you really want to pursue, yes, you take care of the bills and everything else, but then you just pursue this when you can. Right. No, such great advice. So Raj, if somebody wanted to listen to uh, Bigger Than Us podcast, where is the best place that they go? We're on all the players, um, Spotify, you know, I, um, iTunes. You can go to nexuspmg.com and find our original content there. You'll find all the episodes. All right. And we'll have it all linked in our show notes over at aaringregor.com. So make sure you head over there uh, to connect with Raj or his podcast. And uh, Raj, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I'm so happy you said yes. <laughs> of course. And, you know, I'm a big fan of yours and I appreciate the work you do. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Raj. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a good day.